and welcome to Illumination Bureau, where we enlighten you on all of the hidden stuff you don't know about careers in creative. This is Kristen Harris and Katherine Lang-Klein, and we will be your hosts. We are the co-creators of Portfolio Creative, a company that connects creative people in the marketing and advertising space. We've been doing this since 2005, and we have learned a lot of things in the time frame that we want to share with you. We have so much to tell you, so let's get started. Hey, Kristen. Yeah? Have you ever asked for a raise and it went horribly wrong? Um, well, not horribly wrong, <laughs> but it probably wasn't the, the wisest timing in hindsight. <laughs> I um, think like right after someone else got promoted, I... I sort of said like, hey, when would I get promoted and get a raise? Which isn't like no, that's the most cool timing. thing to do. Yeah, it kind of <laughs> takes away all the fun for the person who did get, yes. I guess, uh, a raise. And yeah. they're like, oh, man, I already only budgeted for one person or whatever. Yes. But um, yes. Yeah, so I was younger and less wise. Well, and, and that's how you learn things. Either that or you listen to podcasts. And they will tell you <laughs> we can, we can save people from doing these things. Yes. Yeah, save, <laughs> save from harboring themselves and a, a lot of embarrassment. So anyway, so today's topic is we are talking about asking for a raise and the timing is what matters. It is. So yeah, l- let's get started. Yeah. So the timing does matter. I think there's a lot to think about it. You know, like people can ask for a raise anytime they mm-hmm. want, but you want to st- be strategic and, and thoughtful about it so that you have a, you know, best chance of getting it. Right. 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 And uh, not maybe not being thoughtful about it can really sort of even sour, you know, the situation. So yeah, and I think you have to initially come about it and, and looking at it as, let's say, for example, you know, you have a somebody working on your house or like landscaping or mowing your lawn. Let's say the kid mows your lawn. Let's let's go with that. And then you know that you set it up a a price. It's going to be like twenty five bucks a mow, thirty five bucks a mow. And then you know after a couple of weeks, he comes over and says, "Hey, you know what? I'd like thirty five. You know, so it's like, well, the job is really the same. Yeah. So why is it more expensive now? So kind of coming from that place, think about when you when you're walking in, how you're going to be presenting that. Yeah, and and the timing of that. So, like a couple of weeks after you've started, or you know, your first two months is probably a little too soon. Mm-hmm, I mean, honestly, mm-hmm. you accepted the position as presented for the pay you agreed on, mm-hmm. and it's not that different that soon into it. I guess the only caveat I would say is like, unless the job is really different than what you thought you were accepting. Exactly. That's legitimate. That's a conversation to have. Yeah, but early on, a deal's a deal. Yeah, a deal's a deal. And you also have to really, I mean, this goes back to a lot of what we talked about with the resume, too. You have to think about what's in it for them. Mm -hmm. Like, they have budgeted X to pay you and each person on your team. It's not just about you, but, you know, they have a budget. They have a certain amount allocated for this role. So if they're paying you more, what will they be getting? It may be you've taken on more responsibility, so now it justifies more. Or maybe you are offering to take on more. Mm -hmm. You know, but they... Yeah, they kind of need to feel like they're s- they're getting something for what they're going right. to be paying. It's like presenting addition. the value. Yeah, you know? So now you're the kid who mows your lawn is going to be edging your sidewalk. Okay, well that's great. Yeah, you, you threw you in an extra have that service. Money. <laughs> yeah, I'll pay a little bit more because you added in this extra service. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so a lot of it, you know, like you you kicked it off. A lot of it is um, thinking about timing, mm-hmm. and you know, is it too soon? Certainly, I would say even within the first. Six three to six months is too soon. Mm, I would agree. Something you agreed on. Sometimes in the interview you agreed, Hey, can we revisit this at three months or six months? Sure. If you agreed on it, you should definitely do that because they said, yes, we can. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. bring it up because you know, they probably won't. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But unless you did, I mean, that's, that's pretty early 
to say, hey, I think, you know, this same job I've been doing, now I'm that much better that right. I should be paid more. Right, right. Unless and the job changed or there's something really significantly different. Yeah. Where it wasn't what you signed up for. Yeah. You know, there's always that that happens too. And, you know, then it's worth, a, I would say, a conversation first before asking for even more money. So yeah, absolutely. maybe there's a schedule or something that yeah. you can work with. Yeah, yeah. And um, I so I think, like, the first step is just, um, making sure you're talking to the right person, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. this might be something, usually you bring it up with your supervisor, your boss, whoever that is, but just realize they may not be the final decision maker. Right. They might have to actually, you know, go talk to someone else. They might have to look at their budget. They may have a budgeting time frame that they have to work within. They can't really allocate more money for, you know, until March or whatever, right. you know, however the business works. So I think, um, not being frustrated that you can't like immediately get an answer. Yes. Just understanding what the process is, you know, who the right people to talk to are, you know, people just don't hand money out all willy nilly, you know, (laughs) there is a, there is a process, there's a budget and there's timing and all of that. So, um, if you decide to have that conversation, make sure that a lot of that is in place. Yeah. And, um, you know, be thoughtful about how and when you approach them too. Don't just right. like grab them in the hallway. You know, they're coming <laughs> out of the bathroom and like, hey, can I talk to you for a minute? It's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Help. My hands are still wet. No. <laughs> um, so like if you have an ongoing, hopefully you have some sort of ongoing touch base or meeting or whatever, one-on-one, not in a group, with the supervisor, that's a great time to not just come out and be like, hey, can I have a raise? But to just start talking about like, what would it take for me to get Mm -hmm. a raise? I think that's such a much nicer way to present it is, hey, eventually I would like to have a raise. You know, I want to keep working hard and growing and developing Mm -hmm. here and working towards getting a promotion and or a raise. And when you present it like, so what would that take? Yes. That takes so much more pressure off of them because then they can tell you, oh, well, what that would take is you know, X, Y, Z, and I'd like to see you do this in meetings and I'm going to give you bigger projects Mm -hmm, because that's mm -hmm. what will help me make the case to my boss if you take these on. You know, they can tell you sort of what it would take and then you start working on it together and it's kind of, it's more of like a partnership. Yes. Like you're working together to get there. Mm -hmm. So much nicer than just kind of dropping a bomb in their lap and then because like then they're like well what if I say no I right. want you to leave right but I don't feel like you're there yet or I know that we can't afford it yet you know wherever the situation is and I think it does make people's nose crinkle a little bit too when you kind of walk in feeling entitled to something and yes. you're like you have to explain this to me because I don't I'm not sitting in your office all the time I have no idea what your day-to-day is like you know I know what you're what you've been doing and what you've been doing has been great and that's what I hired you for but um, yeah, just to think, well, I'm, I did all this and now I'm entitled to a raise. Yeah, having the conversation that you just outlined, I think, is a perfect way to approach it. Yeah, and so, I mean, hopefully, like I said, hopefully you have these touch bases. Maybe you touch base with them weekly or quarterly or however your you know company flow is. That's ideal because then you can just bring it up in a soft way and mm-hmm. you can keep checking in, too. Like, if you guys agree on something, then every month or so you can come back and say, Hey, these are things we talked about. This is what I've done towards that and keep mm-hmm, sort mm-hmm. of keep having that conversation. Right. So then it's never weird. Cause you're sort of always talking about it. Right. Right. It's trickier if you don't have a, a scheduled meeting. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Do you have any tips on maybe how to schedule that without it being awkward and they think you're resigning, which is what people <laughs> usually think when you schedule like a, 
unexpected meeting. Oh yeah. my God, they're leaving. <laughs> I think I think that can't be avoided for the most part. It's just like anytime as your boss says, I'd like to talk to you in my office, you think you're getting fired, you know? So <laughs> I don't know if that could be avoided, but definitely, if anything, you know, schedule a, an appointment with that supervisor, but maybe just tell them what's on the agenda, what you like to talk about. So it's not just this open-ended thing and they start guessing. And you said, I want to just have a, I've been here six months. I've been here a year, I've been here five years. And I just want to sit down and talk to you about, you know, this position and, my future here or you know yeah review um, my performance mm-hmm. talk about how i'm doing talk i want to hear growth, i want to get some feedback all these good words maybe yeah maybe just asking for feedback would be a good way to handle it does that seems nice and non-threatening yeah absolutely <laughs> absolutely i think that's really really nice like schedule that time and that way they're prepared and they're not mm-hmm. you know rushing off to another meeting or whatever um but i think when you have that so say you don't have the you know every week or month or whatever standing meeting maybe if you schedule something Mm -hmm. and you sit sit down you talk wherever you agree on what you're going to work on maybe right then you could schedule the next touch base Mm -hmm. so then it's not weird again you're like great can we meet again in two months yep and we'll talk about where i've what i've all accomplished yeah Yeah, and then that way they're expecting it too and again it it takes away the weirdness Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. also too i would kind of let them know how long that meeting was going to last too can i talk to you for 15 minutes 30 minutes you know, so they don't think they have to block out the afternoon or something like that. Yeah, that's a great tip. And then honor it because mm-hmm. sometimes people say, hey, do you have a few minutes? And then it's a three hour conversation. Right. Like honor it if you say 15 or 30, even, you know, when it's ending, it's getting close. It's 28 minutes. You're like, hey, I only scheduled three minutes. So, you know, I respect their time. If they want to talk to you longer, great. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's their calendar. But you're not dragging yeah, it and, out. And You're having, respecting the time you said. And having that kind of respect for their time, I mean, just brings a whole level of professionalism that will, you know, want them to continue the conversation, I would think. Yes, absolutely. I think that's really, really good. And, um, you know, obviously this is a private kind of conversation, so having it in a, you know, what if they have an office or, you know, private room or you go somewhere for coffee mm-hmm, or whatever, mm-hmm. like away from everyone else, it's awkward to talk about your performance in front of others. <laughs> so I know right. a lot of people have open, you know, open offices, mm-hmm, open workspaces. Mm-hmm. So just being thoughtful about where yeah. they'll probably suggest something, but if they don't, you can. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> get them coffee or tea or yeah. ice cream or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, hey, let's just go outside, go for a walk, whatever it is that, you know. Exactly. And, um, and I guess it kind of goes without saying, but like, we'll just say it, it never gets brought up in like a meeting or a group setting mm-hmm, or something mm-hmm. like that in front of others because you don't know or even going through like your laundry list of um things that you've done over the past year i mean that also should be kept in private too um only because you don't you don't need to involve everybody else you don't want it to be an us versus them thing or you versus everybody else sort of thing um so really outline it be very prepared when you go into that meeting you know maybe you want to provide the list of things you're talking about the talking points the things you've accomplished how long you've been there because especially if it's a larger company too it might be hard to remember how long a person's been there and even with a small company i know yeah. we're like wow that person's been here for eight years it yeah. doesn't seem like that yeah. long yeah. and you haven't gotten a raise yet you know <laughs> so it could it could be you know very much like that so j- just know that these are some of the things that these factual things you should probably bring to the conversation you know fact i've done this i've i've you know taken these classes i've taken these responsibilities Here's, or maybe here's where I started, here's where I am now. Here, you know, really, really justify to them because if it's justified, it's hard to say no. And that's really kind of the position you want to be in. Yeah, and that's such a great point of just talking about like what your 
doing, what you're providing, the value you're bringing, and have it. It's not about tenure. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times people yes. want to make it about tenure, but it's really not. Like no one promise. I mean, some companies maybe do this, but generally anymore, there's not promises of like, you know, after one year you get raised, after three years mm-hmm. you get whatever. It's it's much more performance based, much more the value you're bringing, and so when you can show all of that, maybe it's sooner than someone else. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's not like the time doesn't matter as much. Right, right, and that's uh, like for a, a bona fide raise because uh, there are a, a lot of companies that will just do a cost of living raise. Um, that is a little bit of entitlement, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I mean, some um, companies like every year you get two percent or yeah, whatever. Yeah, that's that's kind of doing the right thing, but yeah, we're talking about you know a real bump up in pay because yeah. of responsibilities that you've you know brought to the table um because you've you know been a, a really loyal employee and you know saved some things or whatever you've been a hero in some case so th- that's how you need to present some of the stuff some of that extraordinary things versus coming and say well i've worked here four or five years and i've never gotten a raise right. well if your job hasn't changed at all and you haven't done anything you know that's hard to justify <laughs> to that give is, you more money yeah that is really tough and some people are in that situation like just their job has not evolved but there has to be something more you can be doing and i guess maybe that's asking mm-hmm, like okay mm-hmm. my job really yeah. has not changed but i want to keep developing so what else can i be right doing? and that's where i love where you started the conversation is just essentially sitting down with that supervisor and saying you know what's it going to take to get me a raise basically yeah what else can i take on or can i move into a Mm -hmm. new area or can Mm -hmm. i take on a new client or whatever it is i think another thing worth touching on because it kind of goes hand in hand with those like cost of living raises which um is you know annual reviews Mm -hmm. and i feel like you know every company is different so a lot of companies still are doing some sort of annual review and a a cost of living raise but a lot of companies are moving away from that Mm -hmm. kind of thing and having it be just much more you know, value driven, you know, take out new responsibilities, that kind of thing. So again, like your company might have annual reviews. And if they do, that's great. It is a time to talk about what you've done. But a lot of times, unfortunately, I think it's also just a, a checklist item. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I had many years where I got my form and I got more money in my paycheck that Friday, but I never even had a conversation mm-hmm. with my supervisor. Like right. they, they didn't have or take the time to sit down and explain to me what more I could be doing or why I was even doing well. <laughs> right, right. So I guess I, I'm just saying, like, don't put all the faith in that being the thing that's going to help you, you know, kind of navigate this process. You may still have an annual review or not or whatever, but sometimes they're just not that valuable. Mm-hmm. And you need to really kind of push for that conversation. Yeah. It'll be, be more of your own champion. You yeah. know, because, you know, again, you know what you've done, you know, where you would like to be. And it's I hate to tell you, it's not going to be front of mind for a lot of people. Yeah, <laughs> Your people career path, you know. Right. I mean, <laughs> your supervisor might have five or eight people that report to them and then they report to other people mm-hmm. and so on and so on. It's like they have a lot going on. They're right. not sitting around thinking about your career. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, whether you should take on something new or whether you... You know, last time you got a pay increase, they probably don't even know that. Like, they'd have to go look it up. Like, yeah. These are not, like you said, they're not front of mind things for mm-hmm. the person on the other side, although it's super, super important to you. Right. Um, so, again, just kind of, you know, driving that conversation and maybe, you know, keeping some notes, track, tracking things, especially so 
if your company does do the annual review process, maybe you just keep track of some of the key projects or things you do throughout the year because you forget. Like oh, absolutely. You're writing that thing in February. Mm-hmm. You don't remember mm-hmm. what you did last July mm-hmm. or whatever. And, and neither will your boss. Yeah. And if you <laughs> don't, they definitely don't. Right, right. They just know that they, you know, didn't have to yell at you and they, and they were, you know, made them feel good and look good. So yeah, everything's going great. They're mm-hmm. not really not worried about it. Right. right? Not a problem. Just trucking along, doing a great job. They're not really thinking about it. Unfortunately for you, you know, you're not a problem. They're not worried. The other thing um, that I, that just kind of popped into my head that we should probably mention too, is there is a little bit of danger in um, not only asking other people what they're making, but going online and seeing what people with their job title are making, because you have to kind of keep that in mind that you're not necessarily, actually you're, you are not entirely um, comparing apples and oranges. Yeah, that's actually a, a great segue into um, just talking about knowing what you're asking for. Mm-hmm. And you know, like with everything, I think people probably got the theme. We're pretty big on research, right? Mm-hmm. Like you should do some research. You should have some idea what this job pays typically. Mm-hmm. But then to your point, you need to figure out other what factors affect it. Making it, maybe it should be more. Maybe you should be paid more than the average. Maybe you should be paid less than the average. Like it's not just, oh, I went online and I found these three rates s- and averaged them. So that's what I want. That could be a starting point, Mm -hmm. though. You could say, hey, I did some research. And apparently everyone in this role, or not everyone, (laughs) that's not (laughs) the way, but I did some research and I found that on average this role pays $10,000 more than I'm making. I understand we're a different kind of company, but how do we get somewhere closer to that? Mm -hmm. You know, you don't have to, like, slam your hand on the table and demand $10,000. Right. but, But you can have a conversation around, like, it appears that maybe, you know, this job pays more in some settings, mm-hmm. how else could I increase, you know, and, and just quietly sit and let them answer. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Because you're not going to necessarily come in and get your list of demands met. But if you, like, again, these are like fact, factual things that you're mm-hmm. presenting. Right. And make sure if you're looking online, it, it is within the same region of the country because yes. what's an art director makes in Chicago is going to be different than New York and different from mm-hmm. Nebraska, you know, and then from Columbus, Ohio, you know, so you really have to make sure you're looking in a, the specific region, what this pays size of company matters too, because obviously bigger companies have a little deeper pockets and they want, they use it as a motivator to keep talent, um, which is something you can always aspire to. Yeah. Um, or you could also stay within a smaller company and just, you know, be very happy, <laughs> you know, a lot less mm-hmm. responsibility and an opportunity to be more creative or work more on what your specialization is. Right. You, you can make a bigger be, difference at a smaller pond, basically. Yeah. Or, um, and you might be trading some quality of life factors. Right. For money, you know, maybe mm-hmm. you have more flexibility or you're able to work remote some days mm-hmm. or whatever it is. It's a, it's a company that really works on something that you're passionate about, but maybe isn't as high paying as right. some other industries, but you're trading that, you right. know, and, and, and that's okay. Just based on my own career. And a lot of it was timing too. Um, I have worked in the large companies that paid really well. Golden handcuffs fit, felt very snug and comfy. And then I've also worked for smaller companies for entirely different reasons. And I've loved them both. So it might be timing your own life, you know, or you might be a, a, a case of where I w- am willing to work for less or to do this. But if I, work over this company, you're going to have to pay me a lot more to do that. So you got to keep it a little more mentally in check too with yourself. If I have to sacrifice my life to be here, basically, I want a lot of money. 
versus I have for life balance at a, you know, maybe a smaller company or for a place that's going to pay me less. And, you know, so it's always a trade-off. So um, be careful what you ask for sometimes, too, because if you're going in and asking for a raise and you're getting a lot more responsibility, your life might alter dramatically. Or if you accept another job for a lot more money, your life may alter a lot, too. So Yeah, absolutely, um, knowing what you're signing up for. And I think another piece of that research is just take the titles, especially in the creative industry, Mm -hmm. take them with a grain of salt Mm -hmm. because people call themselves and each other all kinds of things. They try to be so clever. And (laughs) and even, you know, standard titles like an art director, it can mean something entirely different from one one company to another. So like we always just look at the duties. I don't care what the title is, you know, like in our business, it's like call it whatever you want. What are the tasks? What's mm-hmm. what are the responsibilities of this role and this person? So if you're trying to do online research or you're talking, you know, to other people you know in the industry, don't worry so much if you have the same title, but more if you're doing that same level of work. Yes. It's that that I mean the title is nice, but people often just hand out the title without accompanying money. So you can have somebody well, I'm the art director of this company, but there's three people who work here. So I also am the production artist and I sweep the floors mm-hmm. because somebody <laughs> has to. Someone has to do it. That's not the same as an art director at a really large agency or inside a corporate office mm-hmm. or whatever. So um, not getting so hung up on the title as much as digging a little deeper into the bullets of what the role really is. Mm-hmm. That's where you're going to have a little more of a... No, if it's apples to apples, apples to pears, <laughs> you know, <laughs> comparison, at least it's closer mm-hmm. and not worrying so much about like just searching by title. Right. And that's why if your responsibilities change, too, that's a good time to ask, too. Like maybe you were hired just to, you know, current type or something. And the next thing you know, you're meeting with clients, you know, like five years later or something that that's obviously, you know, kind of what we're talking about. Yeah, here the role has evolved a lot. Because the... Uh, the higher paid jobs usually have that sort of responsibility. You know, you, you are meeting with clients and yours. There's more on the line and, you know, things like that. So if you're, you know, kind of eking towards that direction, yeah, great time to ask. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And and maybe considering just your whole role has changed, you know, mm-hmm. the title mm-hmm. and everything. So I think kind of wrapping up on this, a lot of it's just being thoughtful mm-hmm. and trying to put yourself in their shoes, which is something we also talk a lot about you know, thinking about the person on the other side of the table. Right. What do they need to hear from you to justify that you should be paid more? Mm-hmm. Um, and also, how can you present it in a way that's going to be p- appealing to them? You know, mm-hmm. by asking, like, here are the things I've been doing. What more What mm-hmm. more are you looking for? Yeah, how can that. I improve? You know, much more that kind of a tone rather than, you know, here's my list of demands. <laughs> right. I heard that someone else was making, you know, no. Yeah. And no. quite frankly, they, they might like, be doing something more. You yeah. don't know. As you keep progressing in your career, you're probably going to be on the other side of the table. So that is true too. Think about how you would want somebody to approach you. Mm-hmm. Right? It's mm-hmm. the same thing. You're professional and you're honest and upfront and also open to hearing what they have to say because, you know, you open the door and ask, they're going to tell you. And it right. may include some things you need to work on. Right. Like you have to be prepared to hear that and to listen and mm-hmm. be willing to, you know, maybe work on and improve some stuff. I mean, they, they may have some feedback that wasn't what you were expecting right. either, but but it's all fair and legitimate. Absolutely. You know? But yeah, just putting yourself in their shoes and thinking about how you can approach it, being thoughtful, doing your preparation, your research and setting up a time so that they're not blindsided (laughs) (laughs) all the things you would want someone to do for you thank you so much for joining us at illumination bureau we hope that you have gained something by listening today 
Illumination Bureau was brought to you by Portfolio Creative. You can find out more about Portfolio Creative at PortfolioCreative.com. If you have a topic you'd like to hear about, please send us an email at questions at PortfolioCreative.com. Please subscribe and join us next time for more creative career tips. <laughs> <laughs>